0: Hello everybody this is Tim Welcome to the and Thought Factory I am on the most democratic Podcasting platform in existence Anchor Thank you Anchor If you want to support this podcast You can support directly Or You can um, Become a sponsor I'll Give you a nice ad Make your product or your organization Sound really really good uh, I've been reading from text and kind of Give my thoughts on it, but I think I'm going to start to go on more little more free flow, free flow excuse me. Um, with some of the thoughts. You tell me what you like better. And I want to talk today about the social free fall that we're in. That's why I got the words mixed up. Uh, <clears throat> this society has been in a slow free fall for a while. But this year, with all of the events, we have hit a rapid fall. We're just, we're falling. And I want to share some stories to show you what I mean, how I know we're in free fall. Here in New York City... People are pushing people onto subway tracks. Punching people in the face <clears throat> for no reason. Of course, you um, they're robbing people. Walking into bodegas. Taking food when they're hungry. Taking from supermarkets. Snatching and grabbing from stores. So... People will still want to eat whether they have the money or not. We'll tell you a story last Wednesday or the day before thanksgiving my My wife and I were in Newark, Penn station, that's Newark, New Jersey, and we saw a man laying on the stairs, legs twisted, eyes rolled up in his head, and we thought you know he doesn't look right; he looks like he's dead. There were no cops around, no police so we told the conductor on the train because it was sitting in the station. And he told the worker. And they went to handle it. <clears throat> but we went on. We sh- if I had been by myself, I probably would have stayed. But we were kind of trying to get <clears throat> to our in-laws' house. And um, now I'll talk more about what happened at the in-laws' house. High-level conversations. Might have to do another podcast with that. So, Tuesday, I saw the guy, saw a police officer, I'm sorry, not the guy, I saw a police officer in Newark Penn Station, and I asked him, hey, you know, I told him, last Wednesday, we saw a man on the stairs, eyes were rolled up in his head, his legs were twisted like he wasn't alive, I know you weren't here, did you hear any buzz about anybody passing away? He said, well, we take people to the hospital all the time. I said, oh, okay. I figured that. But, you know, if you didn't hear nothing about him dying, then maybe that's good news. Maybe you just took they just took him to the hospital. And he kind of looked at me like repeating with his face kind of, well, you know, I don't know. He, He basically said, I don't know. I wasn't here. Do you remember the officer and things like that? And I thought, well, how many people are dropping dead in Newark Penn Station? <clears throat> A lot of homeless people around there. How many of these people are dying? If he's saying that we take people to the hospital all the time, some of them, I'm assuming, are dead. Maybe some of them are not. And that's social freefall. Um, that's an example of it. The other day, a man punched a person in the face in Newark Penn Station. Just because they're not robbing them. Elderly people are being beaten. Sometimes they're robbed for a couple of dollars. Sometimes just punched and knocked down. Um, you see this on camera. I'm sure if anybody has any sense. And I was trying to get this for my wife to get pepper spray because you're going to need some protection. I've seen people learning how to shoot, um, taking gun lessons. I've seen black community. The black community, let's talk about it because this is a specific case. We are in complete disarray. The black community has been in free fall since the 1970s. Matter of fact, I can safely say that the black community has not been functioning at human level since the government destroyed the Black Panthers. And I mean, I was around, I was born in 1971, and by the time I was eight or nine years old, we still had kind of a community, we still had some unity there. We still had, but it was decaying. And by the 1980s, you could see it every year was decaying, decaying. And once crack came, it was over. And in the 1990s, the black community, the black American community, pretty much adopted one principle. Money. It didn't matter. Money, paychecks. <clears throat> and some black people don't care. Even if the paychecks are low, they value based on paychecks. That's one of the reasons I get devalued in the black community, because the work that I do, I depend on you. I have platforms where I work, but there's no paycheck attached. There's no benefits. See, black people like paychecks, benefits. If you don't have that, there's no value in the black community for the most part. Um, when I'm in a, with other ethnic groups, fine. Value properly. And sometimes they ask me, like, why are you so devalued in your own community? And I have to explain to them miseducation. I have to explain to them fear. I have to explain to them uh, mental decline, um, pathologies. Because when you're not mentally expanding, you're, you're, you're restricting. And if you live in mental decline for too long, y- your brain can become atrophied. Remember, it's a muscle. And so that's the condition of the black community. We're at third world conditions now inside a first world, extremely wealthy empire. We've been that way for at least a decade. But this year, we've just completely fallen. Right. So we're all in free fall. The only saving grace for the black Americans are, is the Black Lives Matter movement. And the frustration around the brutality from police, but also the frustration around the mismanagement of so-called black leadership, so-called white leadership. And I think the two events that really sparked the frustration is the George Floyd murder. Well, I should say three incidents, the Breonna Taylor because when they, once we did George Floyd, then people went back and looked at Breonna Taylor. One, just a lynching George Floyd. Two, busting in Breonna Taylor's house and shooting her and killing her in her own home. That's Klan stuff. And I mean, they were equipped with dogs, guns. I mean, these people, something else. And the and the uh, incident in Central Park where the white woman called the police on the black guy lying pretending to be hysterical so she can get him hurt and saying as much all on camera. And I think those three incidents just sparked it. And black people said enough. And we've been fed up and we've been in the street. We've been protesting. We've been standing up for ourselves a little more. The whole world said, yeah, enough. You've been treating them badly for since your country founded and hundreds of years before that. You got to give these black people a break. Uh, so that's the saving grace. That's the thing that I'm I'm happy about. Uh, so we're all still in free fall, but at least black people are being recognized in a way that we haven't before. Now, as I say, inside the community, yeah, we're 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 shouting that we should matter and things are not fair, but we're still not treating each other well. And like I said, mental decay, you don't get over that in a year. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Which, I want to talk about, there is a point when you're in social freefall where you cross over into hell on earth. And if the money people mostly money men, don't do something through the government to create a social floor again, to create some social stability, we will find ourselves in a hell on earth. And you don't, we don't have long. Everything moves quickly now. We have all the technology we need to be a, a, an advanced society, an expansionary society. We have all, this, all the tools we need. We have all the empty apartments to house everybody and then some. We have everything we need. We're just waiting on the decision from the ruling class because the idea is we should have had we should be going on our third direct stimulus check. We got one in the spring. we should have gotten one. We got one in April. We should have gotten one in the summer. We should have gotten one in the fall, so that should be three and we should be getting ready to get one for the winter. If we're not getting a, a a stimulus check of $1200 at least, at least every 3 months, every quarter, every season, then we're going to slip it to hell on earth. We really need a universal basic income of $1200 a month. Um, but at least if you don't give us the $1200 every quarter, you you're looking at some bad Bad uh situation. And hell on earth looks like everything I said but ramped up times two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. People just punching people in the face everywhere you go, people trying to stab people, people mentally ill people out there, which let's let's face it, the way this society is structured, it breeds mental illness. So there's mentally ill people who are diagnosed and mentally ill people who are not diagnosed. This whole population, this whole society is structured on mental illness. And that'll be another podcast that I'll do. I need to write this down. Wait a minute. I want to do a podcast on high level conversations with my with my in-laws. And what came out of it. And i want to do a podcast on um, America bent, built on mental illness. Okay, so we're going to do two podcasts. That's two ideas for podcasts. That's how thoughts work. You have thoughts and then you have other, more thoughts. Okay, so those, look for those. Those will be coming. Um, so, we don't want to get to a hell on earth. And like I said, all they have to do is pass legislation. You give us the stimulus. You give us the UBI. Or you give us a very, I mean a very robust housing program. Boost up Section Eight program times a hundred. I mean, I'm talking 150 million, uh, a uh, hundred and fifty million um worth of subsidies for units, or for 150 million people. Section Eight for 150 million people. That's what we're gonna need. And especially in cities like New York City and in cities like Newark, New Jersey and so on and so forth. Um, the states can do this or the federal government can do this or both. But you are going to see, I mean, the throwback to the day where we had squeegee men with dirty water trying to wash your car. You're going to see people spitting on people trying to give them Germs. You're going to see all kinds of craziness. Hell on earth. And once you get to hell on earth, even if you start passing stimulus after that, it's going to take a lot to pull that back. I heard one economist say that if, you, if they wait to, until January 21st until Biden gets into office, the stimulus package is going to have to be at least $4, $4 trillion. Because the longer you wait and the, the the bigger the package is going to be. So they had a 1.9 trillion before the election. Nancy Pelosi should have took it, turned around and did another one. Point something trillion. Mitch McConnell wants to do 800 billion. Um, Nancy Pelosi wants 2.2. I heard they're up to 900 something billion. I think Mitch McConnell is gonna is gonna be overridden. I don't. I'm not sure what he's doing. I I just think he maybe he wants to see people suffer. But the money society, the money men, know that they can't function in a hell on earth. Because then for them that means going to a bunker, going to a closed off place, getting on a yacht, going out to sea, where they have. Um, self sustainable materials or whatever the case may be going to islands that they bought and living like that with their own drones and security and all of that stuff that's what that means for them and for us it means live where you want because landlords won't matter and if the money men are off in bunkers and islands then all of their businesses, all of their spaces become public space. And if you go there, if you get to that point, one or two things can happen. We could just be chaotic and you have factions here and there that are fighting each other. Or we build a whole public infrastructure like you've never seen. So you have... Nothing but work cooperatives, food cooperatives, home cooperatives. People just walk into buildings and take it. Now, that's not necessarily hell on earth. You know, but if those people are walking around with guns and they're taking neighborhoods, that could be hell on earth. And I know some people are learning how to shoot so they can protect themselves, but... There's a group of people in this country, mostly Confederates, they have most of the weaponry and they have military style weapons. So, if you're learning how to shoot in your 9mm or your shotgun or whatever it is, they're coming with multiple automatic rifles. Some of these people have trucks, some of them have trucks that are like tanks. I mean, it's amazing. Police departments have tanks. So, we don't want to get to hell on earth. The money men don't want to get to hell on earth. So, I don't know. There's just Mitch McConnell and a few Republicans in Congress. It seems to be really just Mitch McConnell. And it would be very interesting to see if anything happens to Mitch McConnell or if he changes his mind in the next few months. But if he doesn't, if we get out of this year, and even Mitch McConnell said, if we don't get through this year, If we don't get a stimulus before this year ends, it's over because there's a rent moratorium on, and it ends December thirty first. So people will be facing evictions, and in some states, in New York City, you have to go through family court. You have to really it's hard to evict someone, but in some states, some counties, um, people can just throw you out, and so you're talking thirty million evictions. Throughout the whole society, and nobody wants that. So we're just waiting. We'll see. I will be very affected by this. So I definitely would need a stimulus now and a stimulus in the in the next year. We'll see if UBI catches on. We'll see what happens. Um until then. You know, with functioning, trying to put out high level thoughts, I'm trying to put things out on my platform um, because, like I said, I kind of didn't get into this, but every institution now has to be redone. They're all failed. They've been failing for a long time and finally they collapse. It's like that abandoned house that's been there and then finally it just caves in. That's what happened in 2020. But the good news is we can get the stimulus from a governmental point. And the good news is we have the technology to build educational platforms, which I've done, cultural platforms, which I've done, and art, which I've done in the form of writing, screenplays and songs. So in that sense, there is good news, right? I know some of my podcasts might be depressing, but there's good news. We can get out of this. And the best news is it's easy. It's very easy. The question is, are we willing to do it? Are we willing to actually do the work to recognize the reality of our situation before it hits us and we're in pressure? And um, I'm doing my best. I know some people around me who are trying and thinking about how we're going to function and put our society back together. They're a little slack with it. They're still doing mundane things. They're still spend a lot of energy on mundane things. But they're thinking about it in ways, you know, and they're acknowledging, which they can't ignore anymore, the reality of our time. Some people are just not acknowledging it, at least not in public They're pretending and those people may have to die before we move on because they're just not going to get it and they don't want to accept it so like i said we're at a crossroads it's a very easy solution we'll see what happens and hopefully i'll have something better to report that we've taken the right path taken the right turn um and We've stopped the social freefall and we avoided the hell on earth. Until next time, I want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. And again, if you want to support this podcast, you can donate directly or you can sponsor it. You become a sponsor. And before I sign off, I want to say, of course, thank you to the most democratic podcasting platform in existence, Anchor. I love Anchor.